everyone, and welcome back to Talk Breed. Mm. I am Katie. I'm Katie. I'm Maddie. I'm Matt. And we are at KM Squared. We're outside right now in the courtyard at Newman University Church in case you hear the birds and the cars. This is practically ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> practically, yeah. Yeah. So welcome to Dublin, Ireland, everyone. If you are not in Dublin, Ireland. If you are in Dublin, Ireland, so... Welcome Yay. back. <laughs> Welcome back. You're still here. <laughs> Yay. Um, today we're actually going to be talking about core memories. So if you have seen the movie Inside Out that we've all been talking about, um, mm. we're kind of going off of that, that idea of core memories that influence your life um, and kind of make you who you are. Katie, do you have anything else yeah, to say Yeah, so about? we're just each choosing kind of a core memory that we have to talk about, and then we're also... Um, so that one person will explain the core memory and then ask the others, like, what are your memories with this topic and such? So whether that be, like, sports or parental relationships or friendships or education, whatever it may be, uh, that's, that's how we're going to roll with this episode. So, uh, Maddie, do you want to go first? Mm, um, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I had a different core memory and then we started to talk about like what we wanted this, this podcast to be. I think there's a different memory that I want to go with and that's, um, the first time I, I sang with my choir in the choir loft. Um, and it's specifically a core memory, I think in terms of faith because, um, just the way, I don't know, the way that I remember it and, and what it had an influence on in my life. And so when I was, um, when I joined choir in college, uh, we sang it uh, every, every Sunday, 11.45 a.m. mass in the Basilica on campus. And uh, it was my first Sunday going there. And one of my, my friends, who was not my friend at the time because I didn't know her, um, uh, she said, one of my favorite things to do is um, when you're singing in the loft to look down and and look at babies um and children because their moms are holding them as they're facing the altar and the choir is at the back of the basilica so the babies are facing the choir and um they're they're looking up at us and i remember having that in my head and i went up and uh into the into the loft and it's a really beautiful view of the basilica and just like a very different perspective than it is from sitting on the ground and um the prelude i looked down and there was a baby and she just like had this huge smile on her face when we started singing and then she like reached up towards us to like i don't know she looked like she was trying to like reach towards us um, and it was just this like very beautiful moment and I was like I wasn't expecting that to affect me like it did um, but it was just this I don't know it was a sunny day the basilica was beautiful the songs we were singing were gorgeous and there was this baby reaching up towards us um, and I just felt so much joy and so much peace and um, I mean, that whole day is kind of the, the catalyst towards me going back to the Catholic Church. Um, and I just think, 
I don't know, that, that memory just kind of, I don't know, woke up something inside of me. Um, so yeah, that's my core memory. Nice. Do you feel like every, like even, I'm just thinking about our gallery now and like yeah. being up, upstairs rather than on the ground, like do you, do you get the same sensations almost yeah. while you're up there? Yeah, I do. It's really nice. And I'm always looking for babies. <laughs> They're and cute. The crowd. Mm. Babies rule the world. They really yeah, do. They really do. <laughs> There's just so much joy. Yeah. Um, going off of that faith core memory topic, I remember whenever, for me, my um, core memory with, with faith, I, I think that, and I've talked about this before, I think that like faith has been something that I feel kind of blessed with that like it's been kind of easy for me. And I've had my, my time, um, my highs and lows with it. But I remember um, for a short period of time, I was really confused about my faith. Um, I was going through a hard time in high school and so I might have talked about this before uh, but I went to mass one day with, with my mom and we went to a different church and actually the reason we went to this church now that I'm saying this out loud is because Katie Stalter who is here um, was confirmed in this church and so we always called this the Katie Stalter church <laughs> and um, and so I remember we, we liked it when she was confirmed and that was the only other time I was there so we went to the Katie Stalter church um, and while we were there, I, I had one of the, like, now my best friend, she went up on the altar and she just kind of said like, hi guys, my name is Becca, uh, we're having youth ministry tonight. And like, I don't, it was just the beginning of like a really great adventure mm. for my faith. Um, and seeing my faith in a new light of seeing like young people also, you know, loving their faith because I'd never really met a young person who was Catholic that actually understood their faith and it wasn't just something of being like oh I was born into this like yeah I'm Catholic whatever it was like no actually it was like different it was for the first time I actually someone like saw someone living and breathing their faith um, mm -hmm. so that's my story mm -hmm. I kind of have a similar memory too with um, uh, it was the first either the first I, th I want to say first maybe the second um, Christmas that I was um, playing music for my church with uh I have like a I was with like a life team band group um that we did we played music every Sunday but then obviously like Christmas and Easter were our big our big uh, masses and events and I think one year we were asked to do a um it was some sort of uh Christmas carol vigil or something like that to show I don't even remember what it was but we had a, um, to prepare a bunch of music it was pretty much every popular Christmas um, hymn that you could think of um, plus some other like fun one like we did like the 12 days of Christmas and some things like that and I bring up 12 days of Christmas because that's like specifically the memory we went to um, the drummer and singer in our group were brother and sisters so we went to their house um, a few other of us went over there and we just we, we played everything and then we, we saved all this Christmas for last because it was like the most like fun almost like least religious-y song of the group um, so it was just like a fun one and we just had so much fun I remember us all like just like laughing so much during it and I don't even remember what was so funny about it um, I think like our piano player was kind of like jokingly singing like the five golden rings part you know but it was like like for someone else or to tell onto like a podcast like it's really not that funny of a story but like when you were there it was hilarious and kind of gave the same thing to me that like 
people my age um, can, you know, be into their faith while also still having fun and having a good time together and making music and, and like, you celebrate, like, go ahead and sing, like, Oh Holy Night and then rock out on, you know, Jingle Bells or Jingle Rock or something like that, you know? Like, you can just, like, have fun. It doesn't need to be, like, 100%, like, Jesus all the time. Like, you can have fun with it and things like that. So that really, like, sparked not only like continuing my spark and enthusiasm for um uh music ministry and and stuff and youth ministry and things like that but just kind of kept me into the whole um you know young person in the faith world Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like like in whenever you're talking i heard like core memory of faith and of choir but also, like, the thought in my head was kind of, con- like, a conversion experience, mm-hmm. too, because it's, like, you came back to yeah. the Catholic faith and, like, practiced it more so um, following that experience. So that that's kind of what I'm basing my core memory now off of um, yeah. yours, which is going back to the Basilica at Notre Dame. Um, whenever I was in high school, I went to Notre Dame Vision, and uh, I was seeing all of these mentors, which I ended up being one, which is mm. funny to me. And I was like, I just don't get why they're so excited. Like, I don't get how they understand Catholicism. Like, faith didn't really come easy to me in high school because of a lot of personal reasons. Um, And then at Notre Dame Vision, it was during Eucharistic Adoration, and, you know, music was playing by the band of St. Cecilia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was sitting, they they handed out um, I Thirst for You by Mother Teresa, the poem slash, it's it's like um, written from God's perspective, and it's all about how like Christ thirsts for you to like open up your heart the door to your heart and like let him in and like he's standing there knocking and waiting for you to just like let love in and I I think that was my first conversion experience um of really you know opening up to faith and letting Christ into my life and you know there were many more experiences to come after learning more but that was like the first memory I had of being open to actually practicing and experiencing my catholic faith so uh yeah (laughs) it's so interesting because um that memory is actually um so i was also a vision mentor um but in the class before we did you have to write the the conversion experience essay yeah yeah so we had to write a conversion uh, an essay about a conversion experience but it had to be written in the style of augustine's confessions um, it was like the best assignment oh, i've ever had so good and that's the memory i wrote about so mm. i've like spent a lot of time thinking about this memory as a conversion mm. um so yeah it's it's just kind of cool you picked up on that yeah that's cool well thanks maddie yeah, yeah. thanks yeah. See how it just trickles into more things? Yeah. I think that's so cool. Based off of perception. <laughs> um, so because Maddie talked about music a little bit, I will now go into our music core memory. Um, so, yeah, I think the first time I... I remember music a few times in my life, but one I think that really has influenced me and one of the, the first ones I can really remember is uh, my grandfather when I was about maybe six, seven. I um, he my grandfather had, has always sang. He's always played the violin, um, and so he was in orchestra growing up. Like, and he was in 
the Mendelssohn Choir of Pittsburgh, which was a really big deal. Mm. Um, and so, but he had never been able to read um, the bass clef. And so he would go to these rehearsals and stuff and just kind of wing it, you know? <laughs> and because he could, you know, he could hear music really well as a lot of times string players could. But one day he came over to my house and I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I had him sit down at the piano with me and I taught him how to read the bass clef. <laughs> and I still remember actually sitting there like being really tiny and being like, see grandpa, that's middle C. After middle C, you go down and like, this is the bass clef. So if you just think of it like, you know, the treble clef going into the bass clef, you can see how they relate. And still to this day, my grandfather will say, like Katie is the one that taught me the bass mm -hmm. clef when I was like seven. I don't even know how old I was. I was really young, maybe maybe even like six, maybe five. Mm, that's so uh, cute. And yeah, and I think it's really cool because now he he knows the bass clef. And um, so yeah, that's and so it just cool. it's a good memory. Just to, I think that's a big thing that connects my grandfather and I. We have this really mutual, like we have yeah a very mutual same mutual. What am I trying to say? The same mutual love for for music and it really bonds us together. So. Um, I think my, my core music memory is also the very first memory that I have, or at least like the youngest memory, or I guess the oldest memory um, that I can at least think of. Um, so I talked about it before. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but on other platforms. But I think like the oldest memory that I have is of me and my two older sisters just sitting on the floor um, in front of my mom playing the guitar and singing for us. Um, and ever since then, I, and we also had a, like a very bad toy guitar um, and that me and my sisters used to play with. And I always tried to like play guitar to like do what my mom did. And obviously I couldn't because I didn't know how to play, but it made noises. I don't think it was ever actually tuned. Um, so it was really bad. Uh, but yeah, ever since then, I just kind of always was into making music so I just remembered how how like happy and joyful we all felt um, just sitting sitting there listening to my mom play um, so I just kind of always wanted to be able to replicate that to some extent you know mm -hmm. I feel like I have a lot of memories with music growing up uh, I would always sit down at the piano before like going anywhere or before anyone came over for like a play date because it was a way of like relieving anxiety. I just found that like occupying my brain would, you know, it's it's me expressing excitement, but also like relieving anxiety at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now music today, I think still plays a role in like bringing me peace. And I still find myself like when I'm waiting to do something in the church or at work, like, I just have a, a pull to the keyboard just to sit there and, like, plunk through anything on the on the keys, uh, or just, like, singing a song before I go anywhere, before anyone comes over, or listening to music on the walk to work, and I think, like, music has just become a source of relief and um, peace for me, so that's kind of my initial core memory of music, although I was thinking about this could be my core memory of Taylor Swift, too. Because <laughs> I remember in voice lessons, the I knew that I would love Taylor Swift and I would love singing, like, more contemporary music based off of uh, the Fearless Taylor Swift album. Mm. Like, my voice teacher just grabbed a karaoke CD and, like, 
printed all of the lyrics from the album and we stood there and just sang like <laughs> 15 and fearless and yes. that's my core memory of loving taylor swift in case anyone was wondering <laughs> you to taylor swift. <laughs> Great. i actually have it i have a taylor swift i have a taylor swift, I have a taylor swift. oh yeah, if you want to do that as your core memory Great. no i mean we could <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to uh, Come back next time for our Taylor Swift <laughs> memory. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say one of my like first core memories with music um, would be children's choir when I was in elementary school, um, and it like music wasn't. I don't know. I, we all of me and all of my cousins we had to take piano um from the time we were six um and that was I mean no no one none of the adults in my family were particularly musical um we didn't have a lot of like music in the house growing up um so it just um it was something that I I kind of like found on my own um and part of that was was joining children's choir when I was in elementary school I loved singing and I loved the kind of music uh we were doing and um it was led by this older woman named Monica Trapani um and she was just such like a quirky older woman and um just you could tell how much she loved um loved working with children and loved teaching children music um and I just remember all of the songs she taught us to sing and whenever we like would sing we had to tie these like red bandanas around our necks and like stand we would stand up in front of the the, the, the school so in the church and we would would line up and then sing all of these like she loved like the America like this land is your land this land is my land kind of things amazing grace like that kind of music was what we sang all the time um and so I just I just have a fondness, such a fondness for this woman. And she ended up passing away um, when I was in third or fourth grade, I want to say. And we all went to her funeral and we all sang at the funeral. Um, and I remember it being like such just an emotional um, service. And you could tell how much the kids all loved her. Um, and yeah it i just um i think it's funny that i i just can like remember the feeling of sitting in that classroom and listening to her tell us about the history of like the writing of the the national anthem and <laughs> um just her telling telling these stories and she would sit up and like half of the half of the the club time would be devoted to her just telling us stories about her childhood <laughs> um and the other half would be us just singing songs out of this like um really old hymnal um yeah so I think that's kind of what ignited my love for music um for for choral singing um honestly yeah I have a cool core memory it has it's a lot less deep <laughs> we're just gonna run have you guys ever been to or remember like uh the restaurant friendlies no. No. No? Is that just a New Jersey thing? I don't think so. Maybe it's like, maybe. I don't know. I don't but know. okay, friendlies. <laughs> they're like, I'm pretty sure they're all like, went bankrupt now. So oh. they're, it's not, I, they might not be a thing anymore. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> if anyone here 
if anyone's listening uh, knows about friendlies, uh, put in the comments. Um, and so, okay, so we went to, there was a friendlies in our mall, like in, in the, um, our local, like, mall, you know? And so a good way, especially like, so I was, I'm the youngest of three and I have two older sisters, um, but my middle sister um, also doesn't really love shopping. Um, my oldest sister and my mom do. So a good way to appease the two young ones is to have my mom promise to just take us to friendlies um, for lunch mm. after like a long day of shopping. And so, I mean, they have amazing things, right? They have these like ice cream sundaes that like they make it look like a, like a monster, like a person. Mm. So it's like, like they have like a mint chocolate chip ice cream and they put like, uh, uh, like sprinkles and they put um, like a Reese's cup on like ears nice. like, on the sundae. It's just really cool. But the memory, I specifically remember ordering the hot dogs. Don't remember why. Because, like, I mean, like, I like hot dogs. But, like, it's, it's like a food that, like, I, I enjoy. And if someone were to give me hot dogs or if I were to cook hot dogs, like, they're good. But would I really order them out? I don't know. Probably not. But I ordered them. And I remember biting into it and thinking, like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> it was just amazing it was like i don't know they like buttered the buns or something they like did buttered and toasted buns with like i they were probably just boiled hot dogs but they were so freaking good and yeah i don't know what that taught me i don't know what lasting impact it had but i remember just like uh, like food it's mm. just so good. It sounds like this was the beginning of your theory oh, that yeah. food so my is the only is a, source of happiness. Yeah, yeah. so life sucks, <laughs> love isn't real, and food is the only source of happiness. Oh my nice. God. And, yeah, endorsed by our priest, Roderick. <laughs> but, I don't um, know if he endorsed it. He didn't endorse it. it. I'm going to call it an endorsement. He probably <laughs> wouldn't, but it's fine. Um, no, love yeah. isn't real. Yeah, love isn't real. <laughs> it's okay. Wait until my book comes out, and that'll all be explained. It has a happy twist. Great. Um, thank you. Yeah, but no, like food. Like it's just yeah. so. It brings you so much joy. It's so good. Food is very good. Ah. Uh. So yeah, and and friendly is friendly hot dogs are just oh. Nice. So that makes me think of like my core memory of hot dogs, and sure. that reminds me of there's this place in Port Clinton, Ohio. Well, Sandusky, Ohio, we have a lake condo. I've grown up going there every summer. And there's this place called Nettie's. Hello. And Nettie's has... Wine? Uh, yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Well, it's happy hour. Oh, great. I'll finish this and then we'll stop. Yeah. But Nettie, there's this place called... So we're talking about our core memories. We're recording a podcast about core memories and core right memories now, of here, of, here of like, so Matt just brought up a core memory about a hot dog. Yeah. So now I'm talking about how. <laughs> also, right, welcome to, to our special with guest. Your, with your flow. Welcome no, to our special, special guest, guest. Yeah. Steve Warner guest. and Father yeah. Gary. Special guest. Are you recording yeah, this right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but my core memory about hot dogs is the place called Nettie's in Port mm-hmm. Clinton, Ohio, Sandusky, Ohio, whatever. And my family goes there every summer. And it's the best chili cheese dogs mm. that you will ever have. Like, I, I, I will swear to this. Everyone needs to go to Sandusky, <laughs> Ohio, and have root beer floats. And it's like a little orange building with 
um, like mm -hmm. a tent that has orange and white stripes, and like it's a just mom and pop stand. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so it's Incredible. so cute, yeah. and wow. that's my core memory of hot dogs. Nice, so. incredible. <laughs> Maddie, you guys have any? Maddie, I actually do have a core memory of hot dogs. No way, I don't have a. Core <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I do have a core so memory of hot dogs. There's a place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> called Brighton Hot Dog Shop. Oh yeah, and it's like known as being the best hot dogs in all of the land, everywhere. <laughs> Oh, the Everywhere. Pants are out. Oh, <laughs> this is yes, the best I podcast do. we're ever gonna have. <laughs> so, um, and then you've been to the Brighton hot dog shop, right? Yes, I have. I just went to the Brighton hot dog shop for the first time this past summer. So, um, I my dad would take us to the Brighton hot dog shop like often. I think he used to take us there. I don't know when, but uh, he would come home on Fridays because he owned his own company. And we would sometimes take naps. So that was our Friday, um, like, thing. But sometimes we would take us to the Brighton hot dog <laughs> shop. And um, we would get, like, you know, cheese dog, like cheese on our hot dogs. Mm. And then we would get these creamsicle milkshakes. Mm. And they were, they were so good. And they had the best french fries and everything. And that was, like, our, our thing. We'd all sit down in this, hot, in this little hot dog shop. And, like, mm. So if you ever go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania... <laughs> You need to Brighton. go to Brighton Hot Dog Shop. Oh. Mm. I don't eat my, hot dogs. You don't eat hot dogs? Oh my god, I could eat a hot dog every day of my life. Need to. <laughs> okay, and maybe for periods of my life, I have. <laughs> have you ever heard of the restaurant Friendlies? Are you kidding? Mm. Thank you. I've never heard of it. They haven't heard of Friendlies. We're from it's the a, home of Friendlies. Yeah, that's right. Wilbraham, Massachusetts. Oh, it's from Massachusetts. Right. It's an yeah. East Coast thing. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. But their hot dogs are incredible. They like butter and toast the buns. Well, first or of all, I guess. it's because they have a New England top-loaded bun, oh, yeah. and they have yeah. soft bread on either side that yeah. you can butter and toast. Yeah. That explains it. Because I just I remember like memory from when I was like four or five years old, just going to pretty black. My mom just would like drag us to the mall and to appease us, would just take us to Friendlies, and I would order a hot dog. And the first time I ordered the hot dog, I bit into it, and it was. Well, mm. I Amazing. hate to harp on a theme. It was butter. <laughs> they buttered and browned yeah, the roll, butter. and the hot dog was cooked in butter. Yeah. Like, like, it was it's, butter, brown butter. Hey. Gary, does your core memory? I feel like it has to be about butter. butter. <laughs> Actually, my core memory for a hot dog is not about butter. What's your, what what's is your, it? It's what, I love hot dogs. I always have loved hot dogs. For most of my life, wanted a hot dog before hamburger, hands down. Hmm. And one time, my mom, uh, I said, oh, we want... I'd want a hot dog for lunch because we'd had some. She go, uh, and I said, oh, but there's no buns. And I really wanted on a bun. She said, oh, no, we'll have a square dog. And so she cooked the hot dog. You know, this is the days of poverty, so you got one. A yeah. little cheap, like 12 to a pound. Yeah. <laughs> and now she had hamburger roll. Oh. And then she put mayonnaise on the hamburger roll with lettuce and tomato and then grilled the dog but cut it into quarters. Ooh. And oh. then put two and... To this way, to this way, like a like a yeah. tic tac toe board it, or something. Well, it's like a yeah. fried bologna sandwich. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. No butter. Not saying much. <laughs> Maddie, no, no butter. butter. No butter. <laughs> <laughs> My core hot dog memory is like much less nice. I don't know. Oh right. Well, you're <laughs> a vegetarian. Just, yeah. No. I, no. It's it's not that bad. But uh, I remember. One summer, um, I stayed with my aunt, my great aunt, every single day. And the first day, I had two hot dogs, and I was like, I love hot dogs. 
And so she made me hot dogs every <laughs> single day for two months. Oh, no. <laughs> and the last hot dog I ate of that summer was my core memory, and I never ate another hot dog again. <laughs> or any other meat. Yeah. No. That was when I became a vegetarian. A year a later, vegetarian. I became a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this documentary on a meatpacking plant, and that was it for Ooh. me about hot dogs oh which one yeah, look it's hot dogs are just one of those things yeah i get it you, you don't, don't you don't, don't want to know no. yeah, you <laughs> don't think about it there's a reason why they just talk put it about in butter and eat sausage, it you know, yeah but so. the really good hot dogs aren't crap they're no. not filler right yeah. Yeah. the stuff my mom used to buy on the other hand <laughs> <laughs> duck lips it's like it's like fish sticks you know mm-hmm. yeah Oh, but fish sticks also slap sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's just so good. It's all about the breading. So, uh, yeah. And the butter. And the butter. Hello, we are back a few days later when our special guests are gone. Um, yep. Back to just KM Squared. Just to finish off this core memory thing with my core memory, which we talked a little bit about music and a little bit about hot dogs and a little bit about... Faith. Faith. <laughs> All not related that, to the House of Bridget program. <laughs> um, but my core memory was kind of about like public speaking or just like embracing weird quirks that I have or embracing embarrassment. Uh, when I was little, we did like shows for, we had grandparents day at our elementary school and our grandparents would come in and we would always do like a musical Uh, Or just like a compilation, what is that? Compilation Compilation. of songs. And one year, I was assigned the role of Confucius. uh, And I had to read a bunch of his quotes or like wisdom. And I wore a mustache uh, that kept falling off and just like a really silly outfit. And I just remember everyone laughing at me and I felt so embarrassed and in my head and was just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I could go out there. My mustache is falling off. It looks like the biggest concern was my mustache falling off. But then I just went out there and I was like, Confucius says, and then just continued to read all of his quotes. I don't remember the context of the show at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, this but... is an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have no idea. Um, but I just remember that was kind of the start of me no longer like fearing embarrassment or like fearing expression in a way that was the kickstart of my theater life (laughs) Uh, I was a theater major for a month I was just telling them this um but I don't know I think that that core memory just kind of reminds me like it still follows me when I feel like embarrassment or just like anxiety over singing or over public speaking or just like having discussions and social anxiety sometimes uh, like those feelings come back, but I've kind of, that core memory made me learn how to embrace those feelings and just all of the quirks and weird characteristics that I have. Uh, so that's my core memory. It can, yeah, relate to all of those things, public speaking or just embracing weirdness, you know? I don't know if anyone else nice. thought of some embarrassing childhood story or anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have one. This is probably... A, a, it's like one of those memories that I'll never forget, but I also never think of until it like comes up in the situation, you know, or like a mem- like a reference like this. Um, so I was in, I want to say third grade, maybe. Yeah, third grade, I think, uh, in our CCD class where everyone had to, I might have told you guys this story, I don't remember. Um, I don't, I definitely didn't tell the podcast, I don't think. 
So yeah, I think I was in third grade in our CCD class and we were learning about all of the sacraments and everything. And so every, you know, we were in like groups and every person had to like talk about a different sacrament and mine was of reconciliation. But, um, and you know, I was, I was young, didn't really know things. So instead of saying penance and reconciliation, I said penis and reconciliation. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was for a third grade class. You can understand the oh. amount of laughter that came after that. Oh, no. So yeah, I didn't, I, thankfully I didn't know anyone in that class. Like no one in that CCD class went to my school or anything. But for the rest of that, that CCD year, which was only like maybe another like two or three weeks, I was referred to as penis boy. So that's oh. fine. Oh my god! <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. It was embarrassing. I remember that. But I also remember that in my freshman or sophomore year in, um, at La in LAG at BC, we did like on our retreat, we always do a, you share an embarrassing story. And, and that was my, my embarrassing story that I shared. And, and the way it is, it's like whoever's running it um, would have three people stand up and then would read the, um, the embarrassing story so it's like it doesn't you don't know whose story it is and then everyone has to try to guess who's which one of the three did it and it was me my one friend john who it sounds like something that he would do still to this day <laughs> shout out to john if you're listening john but then um and then another kid who's like oh maybe it could be him he's a goofball no one expected it to be me and then it was me, and it was fun. And it's just kind of like, I agree, like it kind of makes you, um, it like opened people up to me, like they can like joke around with me and not be as serious and realize that like, you know, have like a sense of humor and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, thank you guys for sharing. Um, I have been thinking in the last few minutes what am I going to talk about? Um, and so, I'm, it's, I'm gonna kind of talk about like two stories in one, but it'll be won't be too long. Don't worry um, But so I remember I never had stage fright or anything I was very shy growing up. But I never had stage fright or anything like for some reason I love to sing in front of people um, And even though I was shy to talk to people as soon as I sang in front of them. It, it didn't it didn't matter um, So I would always just go on stage and kind of do my thing, but I remember one summer I might have been like 10 um, and it was a basketball camp, but for some reason at this basketball camp, they had a talent show at the very end of the week. And so I decided to, with these two other girls, I decided to sing the song, um, what is it? Don't, please don't stop the music by Rihanna. <laughs> and so like, you know, imagine me, please don't stop the music. Please. And anyway, I got really into it. And these two girls behind me did like, they made like a, they did choreography. They made their own dance up. And, and so we were like prepared like, you know, I'd never been nervous about anything before. And then we go out there. I get the, have the microphone in my hand. I, I start with the, please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music. And I like, just remember looking at everyone because I did this like, you know, you, you, you start with the first couple of words by like, not like putting your back towards everyone. And then you like turn around and you know, <laughs> it was like, it was cute. I hope. Anyway, <laughs> but, um. As I was doing this, as soon as I looked at everyone, I forgot every single word. I could not think of what happened. I couldn't think of the beat. And so, like, in, instead of, like, making myself too embarrassed, I was like, excuse me, we have some technical difficulties. And I, like, ran to my backpack and got, like, a crumbled piece of paper out of my backpack with all the lyrics on it. 
<laughs> and I did the whole entire thing again. So for years after that, I was so nervous to perform again because I'd never been nervous in that way. Mm-hmm. And so then finally, when I was in high school, it was the first time probably since that experience that I had like a full blown, like solo by myself or, you know, when everyone's looking at you and you're by yourself on stage. And so I um, was given a solo very last minute because this was my sophomore year of high school and you didn't usually get a solo your sophomore year um, for this jazz pop concert we had. Um, and I was so nervous because I didn't want to mess up. Maybe not so much because of that. Please don't stop the music memory. But like I, I had nerves after that. And so um, another girl like dropped out of the show. So I got her solo like a month before. Um, and I was so nervous. And every time we would do it, I would like mess up a few words or I would like sing really quietly so no one could hear me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going, standing in like the the side of the stage um, and waiting for my time to go up, like to go out. And I remember telling myself, you want to be proud of yourself. You want to be able to do this. You want to be like conf, like, like you want tomorrow when you think about this memory, you want to think about it well, because there's either going to be two ways you think about it. You're either going to be embarrassed because of the way it went, or you're going to be proud of yourself. So pick which one you want to be. And so I told myself, like, even though I'm not confident, be someone you're not. And so I remember I went on stage and I sang and I had never been that confident, like ever, even before I was nervous when I was young. I'd never been that confident. And um, anyway, that's just a memory I think of whenever I like am starting to feel nervous again because everyone knows here I get a little bit anxious before I sing. Um, and I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> which doesn't necessarily help. Um, but that was kind of long. But that's kind of my. That was good. Yeah, that was a Thank good you. point in my life where I, you know, I. I think of that when I feel anxious to sing, and I'm like, it's worth it. It is. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, I guess mine kind of related to, like, performance, and um, I don't know. I I was big into um, theater in high school, and I know my junior year I was in one-act play, and... Um, if anyone has done one act play, it's kind of, it's a, it's a competition and you go and you present your play and there are like these rules that have to be followed by, it has to be, you know, under an hour, you know, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the other rules are. I don't remember, but you get scored and ranked. And then, um, if, if you win regionals and you go to state and, um, our one act play team, didn't go to state the first time. Um, we came in second, like we were chronically in second place. There was one school that always, always went to state every single year. Um, and they were just kind of like a career, like theater school. Um, new directions. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, we were new directions. They were uh, vocalatrile. <laughs> Um, this is a Glee reference if you are up to date with Glee um, up to date it's been over six years (laughs) well if you watch them all anyway um, no so uh, my senior year we did um, one of my favorite plays called uh, The Effect of Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds and I was the lead there were only um, like three really like main characters and um, I was the mother of these two girls and before we um, and I, I had like poured my heart into this this whole thing and I, I think something wasn't clicking for me because 
this character was completely different from who I am as a person. Um, and just very much like a very angry, bitter person and who, um, you know, um, there's like a scene where I had to like take a wine bottle on stage and like chug grape juice out of it. And I was, you know, like the character is awful to her daughters. And it's about this, like, um, the, the whole point is, you know, um, a, one of my, the, the daughters of, of my character, you know, blooming under this, um, these really like awful circumstances of her home life. Um, and so, I had to like go through like speech coaching honestly where they were telling me you know how I needed to um because I, I I think I articulate pretty well and so I had to go through like this kind of speech training thing where my teacher was working with me one-on-one -on -one to try to get me to speak in a certain way I had to like pick up it was like a very physical role where I had to like pick up these different like physical mannerisms and things and before we went to competition I, I just remember like I don't know the, the play was like very special to to me because I I had loved it for a long time and I was really excited to be able to like play this part but I don't know if you've ever done theater there's it's really hard to know if anything's working um, until you do it in front of an audience. And I remember um, I was really nervous to do it in front of the school. Um, I just, I, I wasn't super outgoing in high school and, um, you know, I had a really small group of friends that I knew were going to support me, but um, I, I also was not part of an arts high school like yeah so um I we weren't an arts high school um the emphasis was very much put on sports it was um I don't know I just felt like there was a lot riding on on that performance and I just remember um when I came out um at the end of the play um and there's this really like intense scene where I go and I mean like spoiler alert alert it's a really old play but I like end up killing the the rabbit of one of my daughters and um so I go and I like look at the cage and I heard people in the crowd go no don't do it don't do it <laughs> and I like went and like grabbed the cage and you heard like this collective gasp from the audience and you could tell they were so into it and like just having such a good time and everyone on the stage was having such a good time and like we came out afterwards and we did the we like finished and like bowed and everything and we got like a standing ovation and oh man it was so much fun and I just the energy was so good and I had to go to my next class and like my full like um, makeup and everyone like clapped when I came into the room um which I just oh man I was the only senior in that play um and so I was the only one in my class who was part of of the project and um it was just this really rewarding payoff because I had been working on it for months and months and um we ended up going to state that year oh um we, we <laughs> instead of uh, chronically being in second we came in first place um, and I, I won like the, the top award for, um, 
like you get there's like a regional best actress and best actor and I got the the best actress award which was something that I like did not expect to get and it was just I don't know I think I that was the one time um where something like clicked where I was like oh this this was something that I worked really really hard on um and it paid off in a different way than a lot of the other stuff I do paid off because you could just feel the energy in the room in the moment and um yeah, I just, I, it's one of the things I'm really, really proud of still. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my core memory. <laughs> nice. I awesome. Yeah, I think it's just cool, this whole thing. I, I, I was thinking about um, when I was training to be a ministry assistant at St. Mary's, we did this type of storytelling thing um, to focus on compassionate listening. And every, all of us kind of went up and told a story that maybe of like suffering or maybe of like faith or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then other people listen and they talk to you after like, these are the feelings that I felt while you were telling it. This is like the core, you know, value that I got from this. And I just think it's cool because like even me just saying my core memory, like you thought about performance, you thought about self-confidence, you thought about the goofy factor. I thought about, yeah. I don't know, like overcoming mm-hmm. embarrassment type of thing. Um, so I just think it's really cool to be able to put this into practice too in ministry settings and just in in friendship in general and how a lot of our memories are you know overlapping in some type of way of values or emotions or things like that it really does make you realize like you know you think about yourself on those experiences and if they're good that that's good but if they're maybe a hard or harder more you know more embarrassing memory in, in those memories, you in those situations, you feel so alone. And then whenever you talk about these things, it's kind of, it's incredible because it's like, oh no, like what you're saying, they all overlap. We've all felt those, like mm-hmm. we've all, we all felt good and silly and embarrassed and, you know. Mm-hmm. And love hot dogs or hate hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So let us know if you're if you're listening some of your core memories or if you have any feelings or thoughts about any of our core memories. Um, let us know. Uh, email us at talkbreed. That's T A L K B H R I D at gmail dot com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And let us know if you think a hot dog's a sandwich. I don't know if we talked about that this oh thing, but that's no. so important. And thanks so much. And until next time, Saint Bridget. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Bye. Bye. Bye.